less good. It was 20 years ago today that Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. And they've been going in and out of style, but they're guaranteed to raise a smile. So may I introduce to you the act you've known for all these years, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Who Papa do? He lets me know he needs me. This he will declare. This much I know. He tells me so, and he'll take me anywhere. And when he kisses my cheek, it feels so sweet. I say, Who Papa do? Who Papa do? Who Papa do? I do the things you do.
No sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. 
sunshine when she's gone only darkness every day ain't no sunshine when she's gone and this house just ain't no home anytime she goes away what you want to do but count the good along with the bad and I'm sure that you love would give a thought or two love and <laughs> black plastic uni radio black history month <laughs> Thank you. 
terms is called that's all unless you have And that's a fact that a man don't understand the good book right, and that's all. That's all. They got to have religion now. I tell you that's all. When you see people jump from church, you know that their conversion don't amount to much. And that's all. That's all. They got to have religion now. And that's all. They got to have more love to understand it every day of their lives. And that's all. Now he can go to the college, go to the school. But if you haven't got religion, he is an educated fool. And that's all.
To jump right into the ocean You might as well throw it out of your mind Thank you. 
through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy.
watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Uh, a bit better. Thanks oh. for asking. <laughs> Welcome to our show. You asked, I told. We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm. Owned, it's actually several. One of many internet streaming radio stations. <laughs> Beautiful city of San Francisco. We are on every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Why don't you go? On a Sunday, listen to us live, not live, but listen to us first, or subscribe to our podcast at LWAFLMNYT. We also have a YouTube channel, and you can find that at LWAFLMNYT. All right, so we the premise is we watch a full-length movie on TV with you, the audience, of our podcast, watch the video sound off at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Okay, today we will be watching Who's That Girl? Who's That Girl, 1987. Okay, how can I find Who's That Girl? Uh, You'll go to, yeah, the channel that goes to it is actually YouTube Movies on TV, and that's bad news for us, because there will be ads you're right. watching on YouTube, that's no problem. But if you're listening at home on PC with us, so sorry, you're going to have to skip ad if you're listening to us on PC. We, we're, we're calling it. We're not very good poker players. We're laying it down on the table. This week's episode may not be buffering accurately. There may be lag. Right now we're buffering. So just, just bear with us. Enjoy the show this week. <laughs> but next week we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back to normal. How about that? I can promise you that. Uh, what, all right. We've never done it before. You can do it this week. So I'm very excited. Normally we have a steady countdown to launch everything. But actually, you know, let's let's back up. If you do want to watch it again, go to Who's That Girl 1987 on YouTube. You will find the YouTube itself is hosting by Click the link. Let that commercial play. And then when it plays, let it buffer. When it's done, hit pause. Move the timer to zero zero zero. That's so As much I, work. What a chore. God, There's only something effort. to distract us while we did that. So, um, we're really excited. We normally have a steady countdown. They go, all of us, audience and us, will hit play, watch the movie together in sync. Today we have a different guest. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with... Andrew Smith! Yay! Andrew! So, oh, I, I, 
like that. Well, I'm very happy to have you on. Uh, Adam Spiegelman, a mutual friend, helped us up here together. Right. And right. I brought he you on to today. He, he, uh, Adam got, got me the, uh, uh, the, um, the, t the tape of uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee Jones. Wow. Now yeah. that's a friend. That's a that's, friend. There's a friend. Yeah. Now you and talk. I guess you worked with him on The View. Is that right? Yeah. On The View. Gotcha. Now, the reason I have you on today is you are a co-author of the film that we're going to watch today called Big Fat Girl. So that's, now I'm going back to like 87, but earlier than that, of course, you wrote it. You wrote it with a guy named Ken Spiegelman. And I'm wondering, did you know this was going to be a Madonna vehicle or were you just writing no, something? No, no, no. You, wait, well, let, let's start at the beginning. Okay. I, I wrote a, a, a spec script script called slammer yeah and uh and 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 i and i and they sent it around or my agent or something and warner brothers picked it up or something and uh they they were obviously looking for something for but for madonna and uh and but the first problem first problem was um uh, that um her, her boyfriend um at the time what's his John Penn. John Penn was in the Slammer, and so they they couldn't <laughs> call it Slammer. So so all of a sudden she didn't want to call it Slammer because she thought it was it would reflect badly on on uh, on John. Yeah. And uh, then um, so she, and then she had a new a new record coming out or a new song called Who Who's That Girl. So that's how it got called Who Who's That Girl. So I, uh, I they, so I had my first meeting over there, and I remember the uh, Peter Goober, I guess his name is, who who I met with, um, uh, and he his first note was uh, to to change the um, the make of the car that the, the guy um, you know drove from. Um, I think I had a BMW and. and he, and he wanted to, to change. To, he insisted on a change to Mercedes. Gotcha. That's his first note. The first thing. That's on his, his first mind? note. That's his first. I'll never forget it. And I went, uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I I, I should have known that my days were numbered, because then they 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 promptly two things that they tried to do. My script glamour was a very simple script and it was about a guy who who um, is is working for a lawyer he's a lawyer he, I mean do you know the story well I've seen the film so I know that story I know sometimes the script does not you know the yeah. film doesn't well, the, the, the story I had was this this guy this elderly man, uh, very proper and, and well to do. Um, uh, at one point, did a, a pro pro bono uh, job and defended um, a, a woman. Um, and but he didn't do a very good job, and she went to jail. Right. So, so now she was getting out of jail. Her, her she had served her time, and she was getting out of jail. And he was afraid that she was going to cause trouble in, in his life. So. 
he assigned this kid who was working for him, a junior lawyer, to go and pick up this gal and take her to the um, uh, the bus stop and put her on a bus and make sure she goes to the personal to, yeah to Toledo or wherever she was going. <laughs> so so that was and then you know and and then craziness ensues but when they got the the script warner brothers decided that that it was a, a romantic comedy and i mean this is how hollywood thinks you know they decided it was a romantic comedy and and the best romantic comedy was bringing up baby ah this is how the cougar shows up exactly Exactly. I mean, I remember when I when I went to see it, when, and I only saw it once. When I went went to see the film, I thought, "What the fuck? What's going on here?" You know, I I, I didn't I didn't do anything. So anyway, uh, they they promptly fired me uh, on my own script, and so Ken Ken and uh, Finkelman and I never met. Uh, oh, that was my next question. And I, I, I don't know, but also Andy Borowitz, uh, not Andy Borowitz, uh, Andy, Breck, Andy Breckman, uh, uh, who I wrote with on Saturday Night Live, also worked on the film. Okay. Which I, and which I, I, anyway, and, and he's a very broad guy and, and very funny. And I used to write for a, a, a Letterman. And um, but I, I never met any of these guys, and I never saw the film. And and then I remember at one point, and this is when I was still working on this film, still had a job. They said, um, uh, we, we, we want you to go see a film by the guy who's going to direct it. And the guy that was going to direct it, I can't remember his, his name, uh, Richie, yeah, or it's um. Foley, James Foley, who was James Foley. James Foley had had directed a, a lot of her videos, right? Yeah. See, and so and they said, "Well, go and see a film of, of of that his his latest film, James Foley's latest film." Now, James Foley's latest film was horrific. Yeah. I mean, it was it was like, "What the hell? What what's going on here?" I mean, this is supposed to be. A, I'm. I thought I was doing a comedy, and and you know, Foley was into murder and yes. killing and dismembering and whatever. I don't know. So that that I should have known then. That I, I but and and again, I, I I got taken off the film because that's what Hollywood does. They always sure. say, you know, fire the writer, uh, and they put on two two more writers. So I guess that must have been. Close range, Sean Penn. Yeah, at, at at close range where they're shooting people in the face. I remember, I remember that they were. I went, this is comedy. What? You know. So they, there was trouble right from the start because, but Madonna insisted on uh, uh, Foley, yeah. and uh, and Foley is a good director, I guess. But but certainly not a comedy director. You know, no. Right? Would go on to do the Gary Glenn Ross. That's 
certainly no comedy, but it's a pretty good film. And um, just a few, um, you know, other films with big stars, but nothing really so striking. Now, you get a credit with the film, not just screenplay, but also story box. Well, that, that, that's sort of a guild thing, you know, uh, where they try to protect the original writer. And since it was a spec, and uh, they, you know, they, they say, you know, we'll, we'll give you a story by and half the screenplay or whatever. You know, I mean, they, that, that's like a nice thing that the guild does. They protect the original writer. When you went to shoot the film, it was very different from your script. Maybe story by isn't fair, even though it's on paper. What did they retain from the script? I mean, she's getting out of jail. Uh, this guy goes to pick her up. He's actually driving a Rolls Royce, right? Not a, yeah, yeah, a, a Rolls Royce, right? Or right. Like that. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was that was Goober's number one note. <laughs> yeah. So what um what when you saw the film, what in the film did they retain from your original script, uh, and you were proud of? Well, you know, I'll, I'll I'll tell you the truth, and um, I actually tried to sell resell. Glamour again, because uh-huh. so little had been used in the in the final film that I thought, hell, I I can sell this thing again. You know why not? You know, and uh, um, um, so I, I can't remember what they retained, but they didn't retain much. And and yeah. and, the, and the cougar and the thing and 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 the and the debutante and all that. Remember right. the. Debut- the debutante. I, I didn't have any of that stuff. Gotcha. It was. It it was a a disaster. Now, did a you personal disaster. A what? personal disaster, but a did you enjoy disaster. the film? Yeah, because had it been a hit, of course I, I I'd be <laughs> dining out on it. You know. Certainly you know. was not a hit. Madonna does not really light up the screen. Big pop star. But personally, really didn't think Cooper didn't like her. She. Yeah. She's not so pretty. What did you think of the film, though? I I thought it was a piece. Would you, can we speak? Uh, yes, uh, it's. I thought it was a piece of shit. I I thought. I mean, in, in all due respect to the other writers, I mean, it was a mishmash. It was it was nothing. It it didn't work. It did not work. And 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 Flammer worked. If they they. Sure. You know, I mean. They, they bought the, they bought Flammer for a reason, and I made a lot of money on it. I guess, yeah. but, but, uh, um, but it was it, it was awful. And and on the, on the other hand, like I said, it, if it had been a hit, it would have. I mean, I, I would have been, <laughs> right. would be all, all different. You know, we'd be having a very different interview. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I was looking at your career, and I was surprised. Only one film. I think so. I mean, I, I think I only, I think, I don't know. I was nominated all the time. And, well, and, fine. But that's 10 losses. You only have two Emmys. Is that all? I, I guess I, I guess I do only have two, two, two Emmys. I don't know. We were nominated, you know, because I was working for The View. Yes, right. You know, which is uh, trouble. And uh, and then they fired me from the view. You know, I've I've been fired from every job that I've ever had. That's 
great. In, That's a great. Including who's that girl? I was fired from that. You know. What a terrific track record. That's yeah, and it's consistent. Now I want to let the audience know about something you told me years ago, and I printed it out after talking with you. It's called the Morning Line. Yeah, and that's it's right. really clever. It takes whatever's going on currently, just to, it's sort of like do stand up. I mean, you craft jokes out of it and give your views about well, things. Well, I, I I did it in in order to get a job. I, I wanted to get a job in late night because I started. You know, my first job was with the Tonight Show. And and uh, and I, you know, writing monologue for Carson, and uh, um, and and so, but I couldn't because I'm too old or something like that. But and I I couldn't break into late late night. I didn't I know how to do that. And if anybody yeah, yeah. sees this and they want to hire me, please. I'm 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 not too proud to beg. Anyway. Uh, but I, I did it originally as a uh, as an audition piece. Gotcha. And it's had legs, though. There's over a hundred of them. Uh, you've been oh, doing oh, it for a long I, time. I started out. It, it started out the uh, uh, Corona. It started out in twenty. I mean, so I've been doing it for four years. Four oh. years. Four years. Uh, yeah. It was uh, started out as the uh, going viral. That that was the first. <laughs> going viral, then uh, then the daily dose, but uh, but I kept r running into daily doses of uh, of, uh, of religion, oh. daily daily religion dose, and so then I came up with uh, morning lines, um, plural, uh, and that came to explosion. Now people will find that on Instagram. Andrew Smith Writer, one word, Andrew right. Smith Writer. That's or, how we get that. Or, or Facebook, uh, I think it's just Andrew Smith, and, or uh, or YouTube, uh, Andrew Smith Writer. Okay, Andrew Smith. Now, everyone at home is poised to watch this great film that you wrote, kind of story, right? This great film at the same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play at the exact same time. So why don't you go ahead, Andrew Smith, and give us that celebrity countdown. Okay, countdown. Three, two, one, go. Wow, that was great. Thank you so it much, uh, Andrew. Right? Andrew Smith, that's right. That's hey, right. He's, he's got a writing credit on this uh, as story by. You know, he's also got the screenwriting credit. So I'm saying because it was his original script, Got yeah. Story. Even though that's great, I don't know. Story. We're gonna be. Uh, I'll be listening to this interview later. But does he talk about Ken Finkelman, a writer? I never met the man. He talks about that. Okay, great. Well, I look forward to the interview. So, <laughs> this is kind of nice. Usually, I hate when movies have animation with end credits or show scenes at the end. Yeah. You ever see that? Like in Game Night, they like yes. they all go yeah. So this is like an animation that you're telling me it shows the actual story before the movie. Right, the backstory. Right. So what we see here is like a boyfriend of Madonna, whose name is Nikki, and bad guy. And the boyfriend's mixed up with the movie. The boyfriend gets pictures of like a rich guy doing something bad. 
and what, um, puts yeah. it in the safe deposit box. Donna eats it, and uh, the bad guys come, uh, and put him in the trunk, you know, and then she just gets in the car and starts driving. Unbeknownst to her, there's some dead guy in the trunk, her boyfriend, and the cops are right. Thrown in the slammer. I don't know how I would feel if my boyfriend was in the trunk. Goobers, goobers. Did we talk about goobers in the last episode? No. Andrew Smith. There he is. Hey, Andrew. Who's your favorite ghost hunter? You want me to take it off? Oh, you okay? If you want to take it off, the audience has to leave right now. Answer the queries from the call. I finally get to know what the hell's going on. All right, I'm all about AI. Okay, here she is. She's driving. Yeah. Cops, whoa! Do we know any Dave Foley? God, that name sticks out. He's our director, and he said at Donna's request, he's the best man for Dave. Good friend. Which which was after this movie. No, that was before this. How ironical. She's in jail, too. Now, Andrew Smith says that this is the guy from Dirty Harry. Yeah. Are you feeling lucky, punk? You can feel lucky. Well, do you? Um, Wearing the the same shirt. (laughs) The internet claims that Donna wrote the song for whoever wrote it. Who is that girl? She thought it was a better title. Andrew Smith thinks that it's because Sean Penn was in the slammer at the time. They the movie was supposed to be called Slammer. Yes. Yeah. Internet says it's a terrible title. They went with the song instead. You're saying it's because her husband was in the slammer at that time. Yeah. Well, that's what Andrew Smith is saying. And also, it was when Donna, there was, they were filming in December and there was a big snowstorm in Minnesota. So she started working more on her soundtrack. And who's that girl with going on? Thought it was a better title. Whatever right. you see, Madonna. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Simon Madonna got it. Well, I mean, Slammer is like, it sounds like two words in one. Yeah. Look at that skyline. Now, this is an exotic animal. There's only like four in the world. Now, in the real life, it's a cougar. In the movie, it's a blah, 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 blah. I forget. Big cat. So Somebody has sent a messenger to pick up, unbeknownst to him, this cougar. As a bike messenger, you have to wear that cap. Now, who's the guy in the center, Mike? Danny Aiello. Danny Aiello. Hey, Papa just wants what's good for you. Preach. Don't preach. Papa, don't preach. Hey, Griffin. Griffin Dunn. This is Loudon. Loudon. Lawyer at a in one of his classes, and he gets this letter from this rich guy who loves in, helping endangered species. So I'm so of course I love he having stubble. He's a messenger, you know. Yeah. Hey, Carl, I, I love having stubble. It's like one of the great things about being a guy. But look at Griffin Dunn. He's baby. Dude, what a shave! Yeah. I have well, the best shave in the movie. Goes to Griffin Dunn. Absolutely. If there was a Opposite, if there was an Oscar for 
Okay, well here's stated. our on the left is Wendy Worthington, guy, the woman that Loudon is going to marry. And on the right is the mom, who's our Star Trek connection. The whales episode is what we're talking about. The the whales movie. Right. Right. The movie. Uh, Star Trek Four. We found Spock. What's up? <laughs> yes, that's right. I don't you remember who you are? The hell I can. I play. Hey, look, he's they're putting on a top hat. Yes, well, it is. A, they're not. They're Pacino. He's an intern, so they're using Monopoly money. Here's your shoe. This doesn't fit. Iron your leather. So is that Robert this Wall? is all arrangements for the wedding. You know, getting him size and shape and all that kind of stuff. Was that Arliss? Robert Wall himself. Know the answer to that. Did I pronounce Arliss right? It has two money signs in it. What? Ari Money Money? I'm not with you, Mike. Is that the name of the Monopoly guy? No, there was a, a HBO show in the 80s and 90s about a sports guy named Arliss. Oh, okay. Uh, and it starred Robert Wall, who I think is in this movie. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of like cameo cast appearances here that I missed. That might be one of them. Another one is Stanley Tucci, who's just cast in the TV Zen. Do you know that? What? Name? Really? That's so crazy. He was not a famous person until he was in this movie. Yeah, well, they passed the, the Tucci on the left-hand side. He never <laughs> got work. Right. So they passed the Tucci. <laughs> I think your makeup's fine. Yeah, um, and also I think one of the other guys is Toby, uh, the British actor, bunch of Lord of Madonna. Yeah, and did you see she's got the safety deposit pocket? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Oh, jailhouse. It does. Locked. It does make sense. It does make sense. No, Look. it doesn't make sense. When you go okay. to jail, you have to make the deposit and put in more envelopes. Yep, you're right. You're right. You're right. It Gonna get her Manila hat. Right, she'll get her Manila <laughs> sexual tension. I thought it was a knife in that movie. Now this is Dad, Dad Worthington. And Dad, oh, oh, oh bad nope. ad, uh, ad. bad ad. We don't like you. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, all right, here now we go. Here's the Dad. Bad. Now this is Daddy Warbucket. We are at, we are eight oh seven right now. Now we'll um, let you know when we get to eight fifty. Hopefully we all think that. We're not. Okay, we're so not. now this is the guy who was in the incriminating photo. He made some kind of deal with the bad guy. Not really following what he does, but it's enough for you to know they've got a photo of him. He also has a Rolodex. What's on the photo that's so incriminating that you can't even jail somebody? How long was he in jail with a dead body there? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. In jail for four years, apparently. But this is murder, so what the hell does it matter? But, I mean, this guy right here is singing the glass. I think he's a British actor I've seen before. Yes, he is. Yeah, that's a great example of one of the... I, I When I'm scrolling through it, you saw all these faces 
up. Yeah. And I just don't have all day. You know, I couldn't. Okay, this is the prenup. Now, here's what wow. we missed. Worthington was on the phone with someone learning about Nikki's release. He knew that if she's getting on a bus to go to Philadelphia, she's from. And if she does, everything's fine for her. If she doesn't, she could be causing trouble for someone. So she's going to send Loudon to go get Madonna, Nikki on the bus. Okay, That's what we're going to learn. So right now, she has, she's been forced to sign a prenup. And it includes sexual positions that aren't allowed. I saw, yeah, I saw that. This is weird. That's my adult coloring book. <laughs> Not only yeah, I love prenup. these adult coloring books. Yeah. Because it means drastic. What, you know? Not whacking off? <laughs> well, I never even thought of that. I'll be right back. That never occurred to me. <laughs> Why am I only crayon? This is the only red crayon in my head. It's so funny how when you see a funny picture, you're like, "Did you even see that?" Occur to you? You know, ah, you, you fall asleep reading a book. You know, you're taking a shower, and the next thing you know, you're out of the shower. Yeah, you're clean. You're drying <laughs> yourself off. Oh yeah, I forgot. God. Yeah. You know, I'm the same. That's it. Worthington is going to loud it up. So it's like a charity work, pro bono kind of thing. One of it. Madonna's never, I don't believe it. Madonna's never been sued. No, she's an editor. She's not a Actually, I guess she wasn't an editor because in, in the 80s when she was getting big, they were like a boy and wore. You know what I mean? They had. They weren't big mega pop stars like she was. Well, I think they were kind of quote unquote underground just because of the time. So you know, was. we all knew who Madonna was. You know, like the songs that they they don't make any sense. Like. They don't need to make sense. A okay, borderline, your love is on the borderline? What does it mean? Yeah. Like you're about to fall in love? Things, things are in trouble, buddy. My love. <laughs> Over the borderline. What does it mean? It doesn't matter. It's a good song. What does it You got to keep on pushing, my love. They're having What's a frail relationship. About? Like, express yourself, right? And then the next yeah, thing I don't know what that's about. Does, is 100% opposite material goods. It's like, go for love. Which, okay. what's, your, what's your favorite Madonna song? I mean, like, I, if I can choose which is the best of them? No choice. Yeah, right. It's karaoke. You got to sing a Madonna song. Where did the fucking carnage come from? Well, it's jail, jail carnage. Something, uh, something, bonita. Da, na, 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 na. Oh, yeah. the song about the, the fish, the bonita. Park a rolls royce. Great place to park a rolls. He's gonna put that that cougar in the rolls. Well, he's got no choice. First of all, he doesn't know it's a cougar yet. He's got no choice. He's only gonna 
about it. He's on the phone with them earlier and he says, listen, don't let it out of its cage, okay? They're like, yeah, okay. The Beastie Boys opening for Madonna. My brother has a, a funny joke. He told me this like 20 years ago. All due respect. But man walks into his house and he sees his wife is sleeping with Danny Aiello. The guy goes, Danny Aiello, what are you doing? Danny Aiello says, well, I got a stint on CSI and I'm doing a movie in upstate New York. You know, that's how you know that you're not I just like, like, I walked in and Anthony Quinn was banging my wife. <laughs> Anthony Quinn, what are you up to? Well, I'm doing late night with my friend. <laughs> Boom, my brother wrote us another joke. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Oh, this is why I pay money. Come on, Madonna. Okay, so she is out on parole, frustrating for this These are two police officers who were there that were with Cartoon in the beginning. They know about okay. the bad guys. They know about the dumb guys that are out there. No, they're like, of course they know about the cops. I'm not stupid. They're like buddy cops throughout. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be in the movie a lot. They'll get mad at each other, and then she'll be like, that's it, I'm asking for a transfer, you know? And then at the end of the film, there's this nice moment where she doesn't ask for a transfer. Oh, well, that's good. That's sweet. Well, it's, it's a like, um, comedy. He goes, tomorrow morning, I'm getting a transfer. And he goes, look, tomorrow is Saturday. <laughs> so he goes, well, forget it then. Now, we're not like, just saying this because Andrew Smith got this one right. This movie is well written. It is like, you know, it, it does have a feel of bringing a baby in the house. You know what I mean? Like the screwball comedy. It tries. Just because it has a cougar in it. Right. That's right. Because bringing a baby had a, had a It was, I like that moment. In the sense that, like, she is driving him crazy. Got that in it. Okay, you so know, you saw the pun, right? Yeah. And they're like, he goes, get her back in here. And they go, do you really want her back in here? And he goes, no way. <laughs> you know, so he's like, right to the point. That's okay, ridiculous. So Loudon is now going to be like, hi, I'm the pro bono worker for the Six Plus. And she's like, not me. You know she's not an idiot. That's the thing. You know Nikki's yeah. not an idiot, so you know she's pretending. It's like that the whole film. Well, Ma Madonna has no acting chops. We, we were talking about a film she did. It's an art film, and it's an independent film called Suffering Sacrifice, which when she blew up, that movie was unearthed. It's, I think she gets directly slapped in this one, but she's topless, oh. so I remember Penthouse publishing stills of Madonna topless. Uh, and that's on YouTube. We we will watch that movie at some point. It's only an hour long. It's only that's hard the to watch. thing. It's only an hour. Maybe we watch it with that pajama party Playboy thing for two hours. Why don't we do that? All right, Carl. We got our next movie. So okay, yeah. No, uh, oh, go ahead. Finish your thought because I was just. Oh, I was just going to say, screenwriter Andrew, co-screenwriter Andrew Smith, wrote this. 
he's written for television. He wrote the main events. But one of the weirder things he wrote was Hefner Playboy Roller Disco Party Live. Roller Disco uh, and that's on YouTube, so we may watch that in honor of, of Andrew, uh, yeah. along with the Madonna as a double feature. And then we'll have a second interview with him. Yeah, let's. Yeah, you could talk about Hugh Hefner. How great is that? Now she into. was Madonna was just coming off of Terrible Spy, okay. Terrible Box Office Spy, and um, that's the one with Sean Penn, right? Because they married or were they already married? They were already married, weren't they? Yeah, I think that they were already married. I'm not. So up on Madonna except for the exact time that this was filmed because I wanted to know what was going on in her life. But I think they were probably already married. Yeah. Now look, Madonna just touched the cougar. Right. So Madonna calls the cougar baby. I watched that film like researching this uh, see what other romantic comedies were made. Um, Um, but she had to convince Warner Brothers and the film's producer she was ready. Also, she turned down Blind Date for this. Oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. One of the more interesting The whole comedic one. premise of this was, I'm trying, and he goes, yeah, and then she slides over his back. Right, That's with the tiger. The Look at those tattoos. I've never seen Madonna's tattoos. They're right on. So, yeah, because you know, she's a pop megastar, and pop megastars tend to gravitate towards music, which we love to watch. Right. And so she had a certain sacrifice back when she was doing like Archie and Chris and Breakfast Club and different things. But then Desperately Seeking Susan, Julia and Julia, she was terrific in it. Like, she didn't really have to act in this. Well, because she wasn't a phony baloney. Right now, though she's acting. Put on the volume. Let's see what she's talking about. I'm sorry. We'll catch another one. I'll, I'll bring it up eventually. Let's see what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, we'll get a Madonna scene. Okay. In, now, the director talks about this here. No, no. She was Susan, right? Like, she was the... It revolved around it. Right, but she wasn't the star. Right. So anyway, this one, going over every line, it always be five extra lines, I'm sure, with her scene, where she had a breath, she would do push-ups before the scene. She was, like, really into getting it perfect. But what that came out is phony. Don't believe her as an actress. Um, she had to convince uh, I have this whole thing about how she had to convince all these executives that she could pull this off. And because she was such a pop star, they believed in her. Now, they did. She's stealing. They did invest she, she more money in set. Sorry, Carl. Go ahead, and I have to say this. They invested more money in the soundtrack than in the movie, which tells you how much they believed in her as a music. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's because soundtracks in the 80s were so 
big business about mm-hmm. gun and stuff. I just wanted to say she's stealing. As you can see, these cassettes have the uh, protective plastic coating. Yeah. It prevents you from seeing. And she stole the one cassette that wasn't in there. When you see her <laughs> grab cassettes, she's grabbing ones that don't have. Look, doesn't have a cassette tape. Right. So she's probably getting like Engelbert Humperdinck and right. Know, maybe that's you right. Know what you're it's um S A T R D A Y the Bay City Rollers. She's Sam Goody's got it. When yep. it comes to thieving, Goody's got it. He parted. He walks with Sam Goody in 1987 and not Susan Bonner. <laughs> yeah, she's her acting like she's a director, Carl. You know, yeah, she she married Guy Ritchie. She married Guy Ritchie, the director, and his second film was um, a remake of Rich Woman. About wait, wait, a rich wait, woman wait, 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 wait. Just took the tape. How could she do that to Michael Jackson? <laughs> okay, you were saying though. Oh, I love this. I love Thriller. Oh yeah. Uh, no, no. I, I, I think I misunderstand. She okay. stole the jacket. <laughs> okay, turn the sound on. We'll get. All right. All right. Let's get a little. Uh, no, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Leave it on. Look at this. Hear that? Keep it on. Now it's right. Now I'll tell you when to turn it off, and don't worry, it won't be forever. Good. She promises. Now it's right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. She, she was married to Guy Ritchie. I don't believe her. She was married to Guy Ritchie. Swept away with some doobies about a, a rich countess or whatever crashes in a plane last struggle that they were on the island. The remake that Ritchie did wasn't great. And the mm-hmm. fact she stopped making movies for a while. I got an ad. Got an Damn ad, it. guys. Uh, All right. We are on 24 minutes from, exactly. They were married eight years. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm going to give everyone the countdown. I will let you know when we get to 24, 15, 12. Yeah. They were married like, eight I, years, starting in two thousand. Okay. He did. Uh, he did. Uh, Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Mm-hmm. The Woman Master Key. Snatch was kind of more of the same. She just swept away, and that movie was bad. And it starred the son of the original Italian actress who played the okay. role. Okay. And he kind of disappeared, and then he started making like weird films, like Rockefeller, 
But now he's like a you know a normal time director. Kind of uh, recovered from Madonna. Madonna herself directed four I haven't had a chance to see him. Well, she isn't. She is driving the rolls. Oh, cheap ass rolls. The fucking muffler popped out. <laughs> Can't find any good help. Good rolls joke. Okay, there is one, maybe the only good joke in this film on the set. Let's go ahead and put Justin Timberlake on. I promise it'll be good. The cop's gonna ask her. Okay, Loudon is pretending All that right, he's like. Oh. Okay, here we go. That's the joke, okay? That's it. That's funny. I don't believe you. So it's hard to listen to her for the entire movie. Now mute. I hit pause. I'm sorry, people. We are going to be at 16.07.6.7. Sorry about that. I did that, okay. too. Oh, wait, leave it on. This is funny. His name is Loudon. His name is Loud and Clear. I can't riff on this movie if she, Madonna's taking my best joke. Now, this nurse is another one who is Sheridan. Oh, right. Madonna was married to Sean Penn from 85 through 89. Look at and me. What? That's me. <laughs> Young you. Young me. Poor Adam. Yeah. Oh, look, so he's been out and he has a day's worth of trouble. Look at this guy coming in. Yeah. Yeah, right. He's got a baby face, but then when the trouble comes, originally Sean Penn was set to co-star with Madonna after Stenhouse advised Croft that he would be offered to go with Griffin's son from his fresh off his success with After Hours. But the thing is, I also didn't understand he was going to be one of the cops. Sean Penn was going to be one of the cops. Oh, how ironic! Yeah, but he was in jail. Now he was in jail for being an assassin. He, like, beat up one of Madonna's men. And when he was on the set of that movie with this uh, director, uh, James Foley, he beat up one of the uh, extras, you know? And he was in jail for violating his parole, not for those two offenses. So, yeah, what a loser, man. And you know he's a great actor and an intelligent actor. About, like, being in the whole buzz world of Don, I, I don't know. The, I don't want to talk about Madonna, but right. okay. This we missed a very funny joke. Uh, he he runs out to the taxi stand, right? And he goes, "Taxi, taxi!" <laughs> like he's trying to get a taxi. They're all lined up. And stuff, right? <laughs> uh, I did see you know Sean Penn. I saw Sean Penn at the airport one. Too. Well-dressed guy. Do you like him? 
I don't know. After he punched me, things were kind of blurry. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be fun. It was just a what? I'm trying to. This is this is John Sullivan's gun dealer. He was back in the future, part two, Wayne's World. Whoa, this whoa, whoa! Yes. So, do you think he was like one? Have you ever noticed in those actual future worlds, the, the the bad guy always has like henchmen? Uh, yeah. He's a henchman, right? And so he's like, I, I don't know the answer because it's so brief in this film, but I right. think he gave a good performance. Pretending to be totally into guns out uh, and paranoid working. He looks like Yahoo Serious, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. In Yahoo Serious. Madonna has six kids. I know. God bless her. She's going on tour again. I love Madonna. So, uh, real quick, the other Madonna movies, Eva is a kid. Uh, she was in the James Bond movie, the first James Bond movie that everyone really liked. She was in that. And Carl, I told you about a movie called Blue in the Face. Remember that? No. So, there was a Miramax film based on a Paul Oster novel. Uh, he actually wrote it. And Smoke, I think. Smoke, it was called. Right. And it was Harvey Keitel. He owned a cigar shop, and it was in the neighborhood. And they made a, a companion film using the director, where what's they, his they name? Wang Wayne Wang, I believe. Wayne Wang. I'm, a, I'm a little hesitant because I, it may not be him. But what they did was they followed up with Oh Zip, God damn it! Oh, and that's the, the Rolls Royce. What? Yeah. Okay. So he's now out of the hospital and discovering. Has taken, Nikki has taken him to the shady area to buy a gun. He doesn't know about her like troubles yet with the. Um... Well, anyway, he knew where she. He was. Uh, he's arriving to see her, and now his her dad's going to give him a call. How's it going, son? You know. Um, Great this dad. is a, a legal proposal. A league of their own. So these guys are like what taking the phone and. Right, so in the 70s, the hubcaps. Right. Taking the car stereo, all this sort of stuff. So what, one of the guys gets the phone, and he goes, hello? He goes, oh, it's for you. He gives it to them. Car phone, car phone. Hey, guys, I got a car phone. Right, actually, you're right about that. This is really a prestigious thing that they have. Do you remember that scene in, in Vacation where they, oh, not me, she, vacation. Wait, I'm interested. Yummy. Brought to you by Mike. Performing on his birthday. Okay, we are at 32 minutes. I'm going to let you guys know when it's 32.15. So go ahead and set it. I'll be doing the countdown, and then we'll just keep going. So we're at 11, 12, 14, 15. Thanks for rejoining us. Speak with Carl. I'll be right back. Madonna moved to New York City in 1978. Her in modern dance. 
after performing as a drummer, a guitarist, and a vocalist in the rock band Breakfast Club and Emmys, she rose to solo stardom with her debut solo album, Madonna! roles in such films as Susan Hillcrate and Nicodon in 1992. While her Latimus won her a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress, many of her films were not. <laughs> the thing about her is her world tours made lots of money. Over I forgot about I forgot about Dick Tracy. You are back. Oh, did you hear me the whole time? Uh, yeah. I heard you, Carl, talking about Madonna playing the drums. Okay. So, not to be deterred, with all this pressure, Loudon is going Piven. to get Madonna on that bus. So, wait, is there, are there bodyguards following her? Bad guys? Oh, because they want to get that key? Right. They want it too. Madonna doesn't know what's for they're both wearing their shirts. She's getting the gun. You'll say it's homoerotic. She's getting the gun um, in order to go to the bad guys and say, quit banking with me. You know, that's what her right. whole goal is. New York City. Now he's looking for her. He's calling in. The pl- it's, it's, of course, Loudon's plane. Oh, wow. iPad, but he has to phone, right? And he's talking oh, to two people in prison now. Yeah, right. He would have a... Um... No problem. Now, she's got her gun, and let's get going. Um, Ooh, we gotta... Another song with her. Let your body... Come on in Vogue. Am I thinking of a different song? No, no, that's it, Vogue. Hear the music. Come on in Vogue! I don't, I'm not a fan of that song. I don't understand why you're not. There's nothing to it. Vogue. Vogue. You ever see Paris is Burning, the documentary about Vogue? Great. It's great. People will say that Madonna took, like, the club style. Like, it was happening in gay clubs in New York City co-opted and came out with this mainstream hit appropriate just as much as people complain about deborah harry rapture oh yeah so that's what people the big complaints about the song vogue is that she kind of basically took the lgbt culture and just kind of mainstream yeah but you know madonna is madonna she is part of it you know she's part of culture too yeah absolutely and i don't know like David Bowie would do stuff like that, and they wouldn't just be listening. Yeah. Okay, now we're gonna set off the fire alarm. That's gonna be the. That's not thing. possible. You can't. Is that true, Carl? You could put a lighter, cigarette lighter, yeah. under. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's heat. It goes off by heat. Or uh, what is that? Fahrenheit four fifty one. That's yeah. That's paper burning. That's the song. Carl, what I gave you my copy of Fahrenheit four fifty one. What do you? Whatever happened to that? I burnt it. Oh, girl. I was, I was almost finished. I was 
I'm a, I'm in the I'm a fireman. I, I didn't call. finish it, Carl. There's one chapter left. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Everybody in there knows that. We're watching a movie with Madonna. Look, if you know who Madonna is, you probably know who Carl is. Yeah, if you were... Okay, so that's what happens. I keep getting out on the bad guy. Hunt the bad guy. I don't kill them in it. I'm just going like, I'm looking around. I'm confused. I'm surveying. Um, I, this, this is my thought. I've that Rolls Royce scene where everyone's ripping off his car. It reminds me of the the vacation scene, that kind of racist scene where they uh, stop and ask for directions and the black guy's giving him stuff. Oh, was that in the movie Vacation? Yeah, the for the original. I thought I knew that film well. I don't remember that film. It was written by John Hughes, and he got called out yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, alright, well, that, I, that's all I wanted to say. Okay, now, I have things about Madonna's acting. Go ahead, what's your thought? Because I, I'm, I'm gonna be No, talking. I just want to know what the picture is. Like, this picture must be so fucking disgusting, even after four years of her being in it. What? What's that? The picture in the safe deposit of her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I don't know. They were... The bad guys were with Worthington. They were like exchanging money and exchanging certificates, making out. I really don't know what the crime was. Like it wasn't caught in the act of sex or killing or destroying or whatever. We'll have to wait for the Manila envelope. Now I've seen this film a bunch of times. As you know, we had a few starts and stops. Caught in between. So maybe I've seen this film like this is the fifth time, maybe I'm a little or anymore. Sure, and fair enough. I, I just don't know if that ever There's a crime and Worthington wants it covered up. Gotcha. But he wasn't like sleeping with a prostitute or a woman or abusing a woman. Maybe he was and I don't know. Alright. Sounds good. All good. Now, she finally explains to him what she's up to. She needs to get the safety deposit money. You oh, can carry you know, it on if you want. It's it's just sure. another example of her not. I'm not leaving. Look, she's trying to. People mistake Madonna as a criminal. Okay, Madonna, talk about her acting now. Okay. Madonna would Madonna would ask. Okay, Dunn said, Madonna liked her first take the best. Always did. I think my best was the one before. Always says, you got it, you got it. She's driving me crazy. It's like a pressure ridge. She was compromised in the original. Carl, Carl we, I just skipped ad. It's 40 minutes exactly right now. And I'll let you know when we get to 40, 40, 10 seconds. Right now we're six, seven, eight. Nine, ten. We're all in line. Madonna's whistling Welcome for back. Thank you for reappearing. Okay, yeah. this is unbelievable. She goes, I'll help you with, but I need that cougar. I have to get that cougar. I need to find him. She goes, 
what she whistles in no she whistles in right how does she have she's a fam, that cougar's a familiar how does she her spirit animal how in the world well is this I, I mean honestly beast? like a lot of this i can point to a few things that are probably out of You, you know, know, they shoot a machine gun at it. Second day they were filming this cougar, the cougar did a scene. And they had to halt filming to go find it. You know that's going to happen, right? If there's a cougar in a movie, he's going to get out. So if you're shooting a movie in New York City, chances are, you know, the cougar might just step out. What if he leaves? Look at my lips. Forest? I think it's I'll try some sweet and sour sauce. They're chicken nuggets. Harry oh, that's why she has them. a. That's why she has a fork so she can eat. There's bad oh. guy. Now yeah, from the means... animation. Right. Doesn't he look the same? Carl, he that's means... forty minutes ago, right? I saw this guy first at a cartoon fair. But you did. But you did. I right? did. Well, His name is he looks Cody great as a cartoon. I gotta tell you, come on, I don't have a lot of time. Cody Mundy is his name, right? He yeah. was her Madonna's big Big Creole in the coconut. Oh, I love Big Creole. So, well, anyway, that's it. Now, okay. I'm Apple so, Music Plus. I feel like I might have been a little rude the way I interrupted you. Were you in the middle of a thought going? No, no, I was just studying Madonna. Okay, so now it's basically, you know, Halloween, you know, uh, Madonna wanted James Foley to give her proper direction on the set, but he preferred for her to be her real self rather than music Foley stressed the fact that Madonna was very uptight about her acting and that every detail was something that had to be directed with will, and that's probably why it wasn't so good. Yeah. And desperately seeking Susan, she didn't know what she was doing when she took on the natural, and that was why she wanted to do it. Well, I asked for my money back in the middle of the movie, where I said, where's Marlo Thomas? I came <laughs> to see that girl movie. Yeah, that girl. That was, yeah, the sitcom would always open up with someone, you know, say, well, who took that girl? Like, right. Some dog pissed on me. Whose dog is it? That girl. That girl. I got kicked in the nuts. Who did it? By girl. February 1967, Madonna's son had already shot Elway and were on the set to watch her work. Foley described her as being around the set as not acting, um, not acting, was a pain in the ass. She won't skimp on costs, even though that won't schedule complaints on budget. Lots of complaints. Oh, so just her hanging around the set after talking budget is pretty good. Yeah, she would say, like, what I think she means is she would comment on the car to go over the cliff like it is right now. I mean, that's what she's saying. There's tight scheduling constraints on the budget. So she was hanging around making sure her film went to class like she should. But he thought it was a pain in the ass. By the way, the internet says there's a continuity of the cougar error. You can definitely see it. The stuntman, when the car goes over the cliff, 
Oh, I was going to say that card needs to flip over. Right. Now he's got, remember, he knows how to, how to foil. What's the name of that puzzle? Crossword puzzle. Four letters. Sentences. Okay. I didn't know that. I just knew it as a foil. And he's an expert yeah. in that. So now he's got the car antenna. Again, this is not the only fencing movie Madonna was in. Okay, the fencing. Living Daylights. Not the Living Daylights. Gosh. It was a Pierre Bronson movie where she played a, fen a fencing instructor. Oh, have you seen Body of Evidence? Uh, yes, with William Defoe. Uh, well, William. William. Which is kind of entertaining. Yeah. I mean, this I is the. I have to knock the film, but it's you know doing swashbuckler stuff and jump over the edge. And, and you know what's going to happen. It's more fun than Shanghai Surprise, right? Shanghai yeah. Surprise is a monster. Whoa! Oh. All right. Now, see how we didn't see it, Mike? Yeah. It didn't go in the water. Trump that Tower. Trump Tower. Ah. Trump came down uh, for in this scene. We don't. I mean, okay. At one point, when the crew was shooting in front of Trump Plaza, Donald Trump came down to the set for a major photo op with the paparazzi. During, he'd be seen with Madonna in the New York Post Gallery. I mean, literally, the paparazzi shows up at his pull down shirt, takes a golden escort. Right. Out. Now, right now, Madonna is saying, I'm bullshit. I'm pretending. And Loudon's going, I'm a good actor. I'm a comedic actor, and I'm doing right. those moves. I'm doing my job right now. I know that, Loudon. One of my favorite Griffin Dunn movies, Carl, you got to check out a film called Me and Him. Me and Him. Came out maybe a couple years after this. He wakes up and discovers his penis has popped. And the voice of his penis is performed by Mark Lynn Baker. What is the name of the film? The film is called Me and Him. Doris Story is the director. One of the best films I've seen. I saw it in the theater. That reminds me of the um, Chatterbox. Yeah, right. We saw Chatterbox with Virginia. Chatterbox. Um, yeah. Okay, talking. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, I'm sure he's embarrassed by that film, but it's good. I like it. He directed Practical Magic. Griffin Dunn's genius, like a director, uh -huh. as well as an actor. Kind of, he's directed a bunch of movies. And he goes, every time he's on set and someone fucks up, he goes, "I am done." <laughs> That's it. Well, you know how Ryan Seacrest always says, like, Seacrest out? Yeah. Can you imagine if it'd be like, done out. Yes, you told us the first time. You've done this. Done this. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck I you, can't. Ed. I have the video will play after. I have uh, to tell you. Jordan. Michael Johnny B. Good. Michael Jordan. Wait, one second. All right. Oh. Yeah, high five. 
we are at 48 minutes exactly, guys. You're still in the baby. Yeah. I have to say this. New York City was so great in this. Everything just pops out. You know, all day. Ella keeps going. Who? That girl? <laughs> Who's that girl? Which is, I, I told you, Carl, that song rips off Envy. I was thinking about it. It's not exactly right, because Envy. Who's that girl? You know, you're right. It's the, it's that the underlying chord on that third note is different from the main chord. It goes, who's that? Then it goes, Daryl. You're right. You're right. But but still, you're you're still right for the notes. Yeah, I mean, I have my um. So noted. All right. We went oh, to Tropical. Oh, to add for Cartier. Add for Cartier. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, my algorithm will never give me a Cartier bottle. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but he's a fair tractor, too. He's used the four. So and that's Trump Tower they walked out of? Oh, I'm going to complain to Mr. Trump. Look, Rudy Giuliani. When, when everybody liked him. Uh, right, back when he was, like, a lawyer. Oh, uh, actually, oh, yeah, you're right, of course. In 87, he was not the mayor. It was 9-11 he was the mayor. That's so when everybody is this liked Ed him. Koch's? 1987, no, I think that was um, one who's quite all the time. Dinkins. Right? Yeah. No, no, Dink. well, okay, for sure, 88, 89, it was Dinkins. I don't know when the election cycle was. It was just after Koch or during. Yeah, maybe it's just at the end of Koch. Yeah, I got to get that out of my system. So also, Papa I'm, I'm, Street, I'm in there. You trouble. go. No. Vogue. Is that a one hitter? Yeah. But well, I made up my mind. Get into the one hitter. You gotta. Oh, hey, you ever hear an album called Don That's funny. They called themselves Ciccone Street. Real last name. They cover uh, Get Into the Groove by Don The rest of the album is just a bunch of bonus tracks. It's definitely a curio. And Donna Gee is on guitar. Album. I am gonna check that out. Get Into the Groove, sung by Sonic Youth. Yeah, as Chicone Youth. Right, because her name is Madonna Louise Chicone. Yeah. Chicone. Um, born in 53. Um, her works incorporate social, political, sexual, and religious themes. Wow, they're trying to make it sound like it's not true. No, but it is true. Don't A you remember she had... Cultural figure. She did a song, I'm trying to remember what it was, and Pepsi was hearing the world-exclusive premiere of the, her video. Uh-huh. And the video was so charged that they dropped the campaign. Well, you know, she, 
book in which he was totally naked. I haven't. Unheard of. He was sitting on a mirror looking at a penis. Oh, I have the book. Oh, I I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. (laughs) Of course you have it. Yeah, of course I have it. It's her kissing like vanilla uh, ice. She's naked, uh, hitchhiking in high heels. Dom, you remember Udo Kier? Remember Suspiria, the the guy that shows up in, towards the end of the movie and gets this great speech. He he's in the sex book. Udo mm-hmm. Udo Kier passed away recently. So you know, yeah, it's an interesting book. It's it's italics. The cover is uh, oversized book, metal covers, spiral binding, uh-huh. which is. Of course, it falls apart on one side. It's buried in my bookcase at home. So now, like, we're seeing the contrast of Madonna with classy Worthington bride people. So she just crashes the bridal party? Well, he's got to go there because he has to make arrangements for the wedding. Later on, he needs to go to a... um, a, a board meeting to see if they can get into the condo that they want. So this is something he has to do. He's got to get her to the bus. That's for something. He still has arrangements for the wedding. So that's how he bumps into the sweet girl. He hit Wendy Worthington on the ass. By the way, yeah. Wendy Worthington, you might know her from... Um, um, sixteen candles. Here she All is. Right. Remember in sixteen candles, the the guy, the the king of the nerds, like a, a beautiful girl, like falls in love with him. He was the boyfriend oh. of the genius Molly Ringwald. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Her. Wait a minute, is she the one that the farmer sleeps with when she's unconscious? Farmer. Well, Michael Anthony Hall. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I don't, Mike. Mike, you're saying that she was sexually assaulted, but she was asleep and he fucked her? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that happened in 16 Candles. They yeah, had a no, romance. that's what I'm saying. It was consenting. Well, she was awake. Well, she was I mean, Molly Ringwald wrote an article years ago in New York Times talking about revisiting her movies, watching it with her own daughter. The scene where... Uh, Bender sticks his head into her into her pants and her dress, uh-huh. and how she had to talk to her uh, kid about it. And then she's like, in that movie, there is a scene where like the passed out girl and one of the cool guys like could have her, oh. and and like she wakes up and she's like, oh, I think it was great. So in this well, essay that, that she wrote, happen. oh, and she uh, Molly Ringwald talks to the actress, and the actress is like, no, it wasn't like that. Later, she wrote back saying, "You know what? I thought it over. It's not like that." Okay, so she was drunk in the car. I thought they had a scene. I think it's like this: like, oh, that was great after the fact, but it's not the way it was. Okay, that's kind of gross. Today, she's a real estate agent. Um, nineteen. She still appears on TV even up until twenty nineteen. That's her main job is being a real estate agent. Cool. She was in Home Alone 3. She was the 
Gremlins 2 is in All right, I'm skipping ads. We are now at 56 minutes exactly, starting now. A lot of ads. You want to count them down again? Yeah, okay. all right, so people, I'm going to count it down at 56 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, we are, all right, so 16, 17, 19, boom. We're in New York City with Madonna. We are in New York City with Madonna. And why don't you turn it on just for one second? <laughs> so when you watch this movie several times, huh. was Madonna's acting like a Yeah. With it? Yeah, and she's not pretty. She's not pretty, you know. I mean, she's supposed, she's supposed to be this. Um, you know what I mean? Like these women in these films, you just fall in love with them. They just right. She doesn't have that. She. Well, no, it's a screwball comedy. So she's he's young. She's young. That makes her a pretty girl, but she's not beautiful at all. Why are we having this conversation? Madonna's is gorgeous. Okay. So right. he's but on his way to the co-op meeting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's shooting off a gun outside yeah. of Trump Tower. Now, here's right. Wendy being like, I'm sure she, he'll be right. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Loudon <laughs> saying, I'm sure Wendy will be right along. Because Wendy's late for the co-op thing. This looks very bad. They went in this building. They didn't even let anyone on the phone. So Madonna right. will step in, pretending to be the wife. Do you think when uh, you're in an elevator with just a gun, what's the thing? Going done? <laughs> Going done, my good man. Uh, wait. Um, love in an elevator. Griffin Dunn, man. <laughs> Going up with him, Griffin Dunn. Go, Wendy. This isn't working. Now, listen, if you're a hot woman, there are many worthy presidents dwelling I can't believe I put on my white tie and tails for this. Yeah, see, that's the thing. This is like for the wedding. Who dresses for their wedding early in right, the day? Right, you pop it on the day of the wedding. Classic. Run, Griffin. Oh, <laughs> Look at that. See, that's Jim Carrey quality ratfall right there. Oh, yeah. Well, you should see him in After Hours. He plays Jim Carrey. Practical effects, right? Real. Yes. Got skin knees, I'm sure. Cougar's like, what's Prince like? <laughs> okay. And now they're getting her ready to look like the presentable. There's the Cartier. It's funny, in the film they were talking about Cartier, but they're clearly in Tiffany's. The Cartier necklace, which was bought for Cougar. Is he wearing leather? 
take the good. I want to wait till. All right. <laughs> you can see me hovering over the the. the Zach Galifianakis saying that. Yeah, right. Oh, Madonna's telling that's not good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Where did she laugh before? Griffin Dunn really reacted. She did the joke well. You know, she laughed with me. I credit him more than her. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the frosted flakes would have been the giveaway. You're like feeding of uh, fruit and pebbles. Huh. I would eat like a box of Oreos. Oh, I, I, will, I will prove that baby Oreos are good. Baby, what are you thinking? You're thinking of Batman, my favorite. Oh, they got the whole bridal party. Uh, bride party. By the bad guys. They want that safety deposit box too. Cops, cops. Cops, finally. Oh, press. Paparazzi. Madonna, I heard you're shooting a video. Uh, I heard you're shooting a movie right now. Is that true? There was a huge demonstration there was a okay here it is pre-release celebration okay Warner Brothers did not arrange for an advance screening of the Griffin Dunn the pre-release celebration was held in Las Vegas on August Times Square 10,000 people were there the police closed off 43rd and 44th Street was late by an hour, right? Isn't that kind of a sure. rock star thing to do? And but it but apparently was a very successful day. And they were noticing that people in the crowd weren't dressed up as Madonna like they used to. Her image had changed that um you know, girls used to copy her when she first came out. Yeah. And they you said can still that see that style in her natural eyebrows. Not as elaborate. Wait, gotta wait till your wedding night. Now, what's funny is like the film was a bomb, 
photobombs in the daylight center and talk to Madonna about it. But they just wouldn't bring it up. Uh-huh. The film was released to 944 theaters at the time, and it added later. So that's a thousand theaters around the country. Like, oh, skip ads. Yeah, because the video will play after ads. And the video doesn't play after ads. It's another ad movie. Yeah. Why would they say that if it's ads? Ads plural? Is it ads plural? No, video will play after ads. I guess the two ads count as ads. More faithful. Grammatically, it's really ad-i. Addy. Okay, so we're at 104 exactly, starting now. I will count down to 104.15 when it occurs. So get yourself synced up to 104.15 seconds. Look, New York. And 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Hey, we're at yeah. Lincoln Center. Now, initially, things were looking good. Like on the opening weekend, it was And but the sixty percent decline the very next week, Madonna like would rationalize it. She goes, "I think the movie did badly in America because I thought the stage show was going to tour. Stage show can only have so many people on the record of the tour." Yeah, and the tour was called the Who's That Girl Tour. Right. I also think there are people who didn't want me to do well in both fields. I really right. had to uh, write, right, Michael. No, she hasn't really didn't made... want her to be successful. So, so crowds didn't come because they didn't want her to be successful. Yeah. So, you know, people you make fun of celebrities, and if you're a big pop star and you make a movie, it's a vanity project. Or, you know, not every single movie is going to be Purple Rain. It's going to be Give My Regards to Broad Street. Or, I think they've just made fun of her as an actress because she can't act. And yeah. That's always been kind of the push. Uh, and, you know, she's really been drastically working against that. Uh, James that. Foley accepted the failure of the film, wishing he could have rewritten the script. I remember he met me back in the hotel lobby. He looked at me once and said, So it's a flop, right? That's the only time she ever mentioned the film. Fonte never talked about the film. Huh. Well, he's, that's because it's not. He should never talk about Shanghai Surprise because it's worse. Yeah, which is much worse. I wanted to mention uh, this was co-written. Not only did Andrew write uh, co-write it, but he wrote with Ken Finkelman, who during the '80s was kind of a big deal for me. Yeah, he was a, more of a director than he was both a director and a screenwriter. He's Canadian, and he was probably best known for '80s kids in America for directing Airplane 2, the sequel, and Grease 2. Right. And Head Office. Let's he directed a film called Head Office with Rick Moranis. 1985. Playing, yeah, that's a terrific film. Now, Rick Moranis was in it, like you said, and he and Rick Moranis, that was their start together in Canadian television. The huh. film was called, you mentioned this before to me, The Newsroom. It was a TV show on Canadian television, not connected, nothing to do with the HBO show. And it's, uh, it's kind of like, like The Office, you know, that Ken Pickleman is this terrible boss. Out of the Canadian newsroom, and at one point in a couple seasons, the main character, the newscaster, gets shot in the head, and uh, the station gets taken over in another episode. It's yeah. a fun show if you have a chance to see it. Yeah, you know, Carl. He, uh, oh, it's hysterical. He, oh, look, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Look at her now. Look at her. She's great. 
No! Is she lighting up the screen with her beautiful dress on? That butt cat won't quit. The butt can't quit? Okay. That's a thought. All now right. look at her, though. Is this... Is that the hips? When Marilyn Monroe was on stage, voluptuous and beautiful, you were... She had charisma. Look at that face! Is this the same? Oh, Come I on, know wait. about Marilyn Monroe. I saw that movie. Yeah, right. You know no, everything. Madonna, I hear you. There's something a little off. It's because I, I think, like, the acting, like, Griffin's coming at you. Trying to sort of feel like, I mean, she's part of the scene right now, but it does seem a little distant from the time. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I'm I think she's beautiful. About her physical appearance and her appeal. I think she's beautiful in this She's got an ugly smile. I have an ugly smile. Well, that's true. She's not exactly lighting up the screen. You were great when you got <laughs> I your am wallet not. That stolen. Is true. I am not called? lighting up the screen. Thanks you for rubbing that in. You were great when you got your wallet stolen. You were all pissed off. What was that film? Oh, was that a uh, 38 Series? No. No. It was a big oh. deal. Yeah, it's IMDb. Yes, that's right. It's on. It's on Amazon Prime. You want to see Mike Spiegelman act? Good so, movie. San Francisco Noir. Neo Noir. And you movie. lit up the screen on a pizza puzzler. That's right. So I do have IMDb. I wonder if that's on my IMDb. You know I'm on that IMDb. Is. No, not right now. Not right now. We're watching it. No, I want to. <laughs> Look, oh, it's, no, it's all. Mike, if you want to know, I'm all I don't know what I'm doing. I. I you made it big. Oh. Okay, hands up, hands up, 